I have a phenomenal life. I have a phenomenal wife. I have phenomenal children. We just like anybody have any, our ups and downs, but I love my life and what we have done over the last five years. And this is just, this is kind of just the starting point yeah. for us. And now I'm, I'm really ready to get everybody else on the boat and saying, okay, here's, here's where we're going. How do we get your life to where you want it to be? Because what I want isn't what they want. You know, what they want isn't what the next person wants. You know, how, how do we make your life successful? This is the Wealthy Contractor Podcast brought to you by G4 Marketing. Interviews with today's top home improvement entrepreneurs about marketing, sales, money, mindset, and lifestyle. Now, here's your host, Brian Kaskavalsian. So what's happening? How are you? I'm good. Living, living the dream, right? Like really, really, really living the dream. What does that mean? For me, it's doing what I want, when I want with who I want, you know, it's loving working every day, you know, or, or loving, loving what I do to, to make money and, you know, not having to be tied to it every single day is is awesome so that's that's been great good so let's tell everybody by the way everybody welcome to another episode of the wealthy contractor podcast i've got here with me friend client wealthy contractor mastermind member jason herbert herbert roofing out of somewhere in michigan tell everybody (laughs) somewhere away from Detroit, tell everybody, because this is the first time you've been here, which is awesome. Welcome. Thanks for being here. You have a great, great story. And we'll get into some of the details, but why don't you give everybody kind of the the two-minute version of your of your story? We're located in Saginaw, Michigan. Saginaw. With- is a, a couple of hours north of Detroit, kind of a, a mid-market, but I am a second generation owner here at Herbert Roofing. My dad started the business in 1973, and then in 2008, my dad was always a planner, so he knew, you know, when he wanted to be done, 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 and that was about eight years later. So in 2008, myself and a business partner, Jake bought the business from him or started buying the business and was a very smooth transition buying the business from him as far as the financial part went the making our you know putting our ideas into the company and you know kind of changing the culture and changing the way that we did things that was a little tough on my dad but then in in 2017 Jake unfortunately passed away suddenly so from 2017 on, it was just myself owning it. You know, thankfully I have great people who have stepped up from then to really help us accelerate and grow the business. But from 2018 now, it's, I'm the sole owner of the company and continuing to grow. So I first met, my first interaction with Herbert Roofing was actually with Jake and with Brad. 
who today is your kind of right-hand guy, integrator, the guy who basically, I guess, runs the company. So you can go and be the owner, the visionary, and you can go have a whole lot of fun, which you've earned, my friend, because I know your road was not an easy one. Jake was a cool dude. I liked Jake a lot. Brad, I met them in 2015. I remember that because they came to that Aries mastermind thing that me and Aries did. And they were just like, they couldn't believe Aries operation. And they took a lot of, I think a lot of good stuff home. And then I think I met you after Jake had already, I think after Jake passed, I think Brad reached out to me and you kind of got into, into our world. So you have done, so let's talk about what was the business like in 2018, because today it's very, very different, but let's just kind of give an overview, you know, what kind of volume were you guys doing? What were you doing in the business? Just give us an overview of the business then. In 2018, when Jake passed away at the end of 17, and when he passed away, it was just like, whoa, okay. And now I got everybody here is counting on me to, to move forward. And the, the beginning of 2018, I think we had done 2.5, maybe 3 million that year. Jake was a phenomenal partner, but he loved to just kind of keep his hands on things. You know, always his big saying was, got to keep the plate spinning. Got to keep the plate spinning. Which, you know, looking back now, you know, kind of really stifled our growth. But at that point, that's kind of what he had to do, you know, to because he had some limitations, you know, that he just couldn't do some of the things that he used to be able to do due to, you know, some illnesses that he had. And he really thrived on keeping the plate spinning. You know, once he passed away, Brad, I remember going to, to his house the day that Jake passed away the morning of, and his wife kind of looked at me. It was a Sunday morning. They always go to church on Sunday, like, you're not supposed to be here now, you know? So they kind of knew. And I kind of let him know what had happened that day. And like that day, I, Jake or Brad just kind of jumped in and said, I don't know what you need. I don't know how you need it. I've got an idea because I've, I've seen it, you know? So he just jumped in and started doing it. You know, at that point, I was more of a salesman slash sales manager. I was still involved in sales a little bit, kind of oversaw the sales department of about three others. Brad was one of them. And Jake always overseen the operations. He loved the guys, you know, so he loved being with the called them the misfits you know that he said that's who I am that's you know who I want to be with so it, it was a it was a great working relationship a relationship I couldn't have had a better business partner but that day Brad just kind of jumped in and said hey what do you need this is a person that has never ever asked for a raise never ever asked what are you going to do for me never ever asked you know how are you going to do it it was just always about what do you want? What's your vision? Let's, you know, let's go from there. And by the way, those people are not easy to come by 
we have one of those too. Her name is Yanni. And you describe Brad, you describe Yanni. And the reason I'm bringing that up is because they're both just fantastic integrators using EOS language. And I know that eventually became important. Sorry to cut you off. Addy told me the other day, I got to stop doing that. So I'm sorry I did it. Keep going. <laughs> we love Addy. Yeah. <laughs> we love her. I'm, I'm listening, Addy. I'm trying. <laughs> but but no, he he just asked, what do you need? You yeah. know, and at that point, he kind of took over the the production side of things because that's what Jake did. The, the time of the year was if there ever has to be, there's never an ideal time, but it was the, it was just coming into the winter and here in Michigan, things greatly slow down in the winter time. So it kind of allowed us to wrap our heads around things a little bit and get ready for the, the year to come. And Brad just kind of jumped in. I never had the conversation with him like, Hey, this is what I need you to do at this point. He just kind of knew, you know, he knew not long after that, we, we had met you. Brad said to me, listen, I've, I'd heard your name being thrown around our office a couple of times. And Jake always tell him, you know, Brian tells me I need to quit doing this. And Brad's like, yeah, you should have heard what Brian told Jake this time. You know, it was, and, you know, you always had talked to him about getting out of the business and spending more time working on the business. And Brad kind of knew that that was the, the direction he'd love to steer this company if he, you know, if he could. So he says, hey, listen, I got to introduce you to Brian. You got to meet Brian. You got to meet Brian. You got to meet Brian. So, I think it was, what you say, 2018, 2019, when, when we had finally officially met. And, you know, we talked about EOS at that time and, you know, what, what vision I wanted for the company. Where did I see the company going? And at that point, it's all stuff that I never thought about. Never thought about where I saw the company going. You know, I know that this is just what my dad had done forever. And we were thankfully being, you know, a little more successful than my dad was at it, but I never actually looked at a vision of what I wanted the company to look like. So after that, I think not long after that, we attended our first Accelerate and, you know, really talked about profit of the business and where we saw ourselves in five years and in 10 years and talked about the process of EOS and what that had done for other companies. So we after Brad and I had talked for a little while, you know, we decided to, to find ourselves an, an EOS implementer and has changed our lives from there. Yeah. You know, one of the, one of the things that I know was a big change for you. And when people get this, it's like, wow, it's like everything changes is you went to really starting to think about a business that works for you rather than a business that you have to work for. Because I remember one of our first conversations was all about the winter and what would happen in the winter. And I don't want to rehash the whole thing, but it basically you would shut down for the winter and make everybody go claim unemployment. And I just thought that, wow, that there's got to be a better way of, of doing that. And you know, one of the things that profitability helps solve it would have been that would be that problem. And, you know, to your credit, it took you a little bit, but not like some people where it would take 10 years. I mean, within a year or two, you were like, yeah, you know what? That does make sense. We got to make more money. And you really started to put the pieces in place 
to make that happen. Let's fast forward and then we'll fill in some of the gaps. So you came to Accelerate, which I, I want to ask you about because Accelerate is coming up. Accelerate will be in February. Towards the end, I'd like you to tell people a little bit more about Accelerate. It's better you tell them than I do, but because I think everybody should be there. All the owners should be there. But let's talk a little bit about where you are right now in the business. Just three years later, what do you do in the business now? I'm still kind of finding my way a little bit. I remember when we first started EOS, I called you and I said, Brian, what the hell do I do? What am I supposed to do? Yeah. Now, I said, you know, they, they, I'm, I'm in this visionary role, which is what I love to do. I love the, the 10,000 foot view, the 20,000 foot view of the company. I, I struggle with the day to day. So I'm, I'm where I need to be, but like, what do I do? You know, and I remember you telling me, you know, it's kind of nice, isn't it? To not have to worry about the, the day-to-day and know that there's something that you can trust, he said. But now your job is to go build your dream and see your dream, you know, of what you want the company to be. You know, we, that first meeting that we had, EOS meeting with our, with Ryan Henry is, is our implementers name. The first meeting that we had was like mind blowing, you know, because it really forced us as a team to look into what do we want the future of, of this company to look, to look like not only the future of the company, but what they wanted their futures to look like. And it really, it was really eye opening. And we said at that point, you know, that our 10 year goal was $89 million, you know, so our, our goal at that point, you know, it, it seemed huge. You know, we wanted it to be our BHAG, you know, big, hairy, audacious goal. You know, what, what is our C goal that we, that it just looks like it's the hardest thing to hit. And that was, that was at $89 million at that point. There was some math behind it that I had. And, you know, as, as a team, that's what we committed to, you know, and we put our one-year goal together and then we put our three-year goal together and our 10 years out and, you know, how many businesses or how many different locations we wanted to have around the state of Michigan. And we were still on track for that today. You know, we just had our quarterly meeting the other day and it's exciting. We are in the beginning stages of an acquisition of another company that is still going to, my accountant says has to happen this year for me. So we're, we're in the beginning stages of acquiring a company in our Northern market that is going to continue us on that path to the, the $89 million in 10 years that, that we wanted to get to. So it's, it's exciting. Yeah. So it's in, it's, so it's always interesting about that conversation that you and I had. It's funny. It's like, okay, Brian, basically now I'm the visionary and all the jobs I used to have, they took them away from me because like you and me are very similar in that we make messes. When we get involved in something, we, we tend to upset people because they have a plan and they're running with the plan. And we say, well, but wait, what about this? And well, wait, what about that? And what's interesting and what's very difficult is our job now becomes to think, to create the vision, sell the vision, get everybody 
bought into the vision. And then part of it too is surrounding ourselves with really good people, really strong people. Because there's no way you could have done what you've done in such a short period of time without the good people around you, but then putting the structure in place. And, you know, we talk about EOS, entrepreneurial operating system. It's great, but there are other systems out there. As long as you have a system that you're you're working towards, that's great. But, you know, me and Jason, we happen to buy into to EOS and it's really changed both of our lives. And so your job becomes thinking, planning, really keeping your eye on the finances of the business, making sure that the business is hitting the numbers it's supposed to hit. And then it's really all about the people because to get to your $89 million goal, you're going to need a lot of people. You have a lot of the processes are in place. The systems are in place and you've got the people to do the level of business that you've got now. But in order to get to whatever that next level is, yours just happens to be you know, the big goal of 89 million. But if somebody has got a goal of 4 million, it's the same thing. You just got to surround yourself with the right people that are going to help you get there. What are some of the things that along the way, what were some of the tough things that the business had to overcome to you've essentially doubled the business in three years ish. Yeah. This, this year we'll do, we'll be right about eight and a half million. Oh, wow. Okay. So you've like almost quadrupled, like three times the business. The profitability is like probably it'll be seven or 13, 14%. Yeah. You know, this Um, year. Yeah. Which is amazing. You Mm -hmm. know, we're on our way to 15. That's the goal. Yeah. You're, well, you're a point away. We'll have to look at your numbers and see where that point is. It's that pesky point or two. We'll find it and you can fix it for next year, but it's a good place to be in. But what were some of the, what were some of the things that, that you guys had to do in order to get from, you know, where you were and you were making okay money, but you weren't making 13, 14 points. One thing as a, the, I think the biggest thing that I can attribute to, you know, just making that shift is my mindset. You cannot have the same mindset at 10 million as you did at 3 million. I'm not going to be able to have the same mindset at 20 million that I did at 10. I have to continue to keep growing as a, as a person and as a visionary and continue to educate myself. I am not a college graduate. I didn't go spend four years in college. You know, I, I went to high school and then worked for the family business. You know, so most of the stuff that that I've done, I've taught myself, you know, and, and had to, to learn. So it's, I have to continue to grow my mindset. And unfortunately, because this is really the hardest part for me, I love my people. And I also know that the, that the people that got us here are probably not the people that are going to get us there. That's not to say that there's not a seat for them. You know, but as an $89 million company, we have to do things differently than what we did as a $10 million company, you know, and thank goodness I do not have to, I don't hire people, I don't fire people because I genuinely love the people that I work with 
every single day. And we've had some changes over the years. And I'll tell you, there is, other than Brad and myself, nobody here that worked at that $3 million company anymore, unfortunately, you know, because they had $3 million visions. We don't have a $3 million vision, you know, and the, the leadership team does not have a $3 million vision. So we have to continue to grow not only, you know, as a leadership team and as people, but also as a, as a company. So mindset, you know, we talk a lot about mindset in here on the podcast. We talk about it at Accelerate. We talk about it in our mastermind meetings and we talk about it and we talk about it, you know, basically whenever we get together. And I think it's a, it really is a piece that outside of here, it's not talked a lot about And I think it's becoming more, I think people are starting to talk about it a little bit more. And it's interesting that you said that the $3 million, who you are at 3 million is not who you have to be at 10, who you are at 10 is not who you have to be at 20 and and on and on. And so what are some of the things that you've had to do in order to develop the mindset? Because, and I'm sorry, let me just say something it's 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 people are listening to this it's you know and again we talk a lot about this at accelerate but if you're used to making one level of income let's say 150 200,000 a year which is good money really good money but then you want a 5 million dollar business well, my my thing is always well why do you want a 5 million dollar business and unless you tell me that i want a 5 million dollar business because it's going to net me 750,000 to a million dollars and because of that i can do this and this and this and this and this most every other reason is a dumb reason and so you really got to be focused on the money and so how do you go from making a couple hundred thousand dollars to now all of a sudden well i'm going to make 750,000 people think that a lot of people think well it's just going to happen no, it's not just going to happen because if your mindset is stuck at 200, you could do 5 million, but guess how much you're still going to make? You're going to make 200. That's why the, God, what's the number? Like 40 plus percent of people in this industry make a pre-tax net profit of 3% or less, which is ridiculous. It's too much work. It's too much risk. So with that little bit of a setup, how did you go from one mindset of here's where we're at financially and you were doing good, but now you're at a whole nother level. What kind of work did you, do you do on yourself? Builder Prime is changing the game for home improvement contractors. Imagine having everything you need to help your business grow in one place. CRM, estimating marketing automation with SMS, production management software, and now call center dialer integration all wrapped into one easy to use package. And it's never been easier to switch CRMs. Hundreds of contractors trust Builder Prime to grow their businesses with powerful reporting tools to see which leads are making money, which sales reps are the top performers and where to optimize for the greatest impact. We're talking about winning more jobs, boosting productivity and delighting your customers. Are you ready to fuel your business growth even faster without all the daily frustrations of your current tech stack, you owe it to yourself, your team, and your business to learn why everyone is switching over to Builder Prime, the only true does-it-all 
CRM for home improvement contractors. Head over to builderprime.com and request a personalized demo with an expert today. I've been involved in the last, for the last three to four years with a guy, Sean Foyer. And I do a program with him called Thinking Into Results, and which has absolutely changed the way that I look at not only my business, I look at my family, I look at money, you know, money as a vehicle to get me and my family to where we got to go. And I'm really starting to focus a lot more on my people. I want to figure out how I get now we get my people to where they want to be in their life, because like I said, that's just so important to me. But I spent a lot of time working with Sean and going through this course, thinking into results. I, I keep just kind of doing it over and over again. You know, I think I'm probably on my fourth or fifth round of, of thinking into results, but we work on it weekly. You know, I've had, uh, and, and he's more or less my coach. I've had to hire coaches over, over the years to not only change my mindset. We just, we were talking before we, we started today about the coach that I just hired for my health and wellness, you know, to hold me accountable. And as, as business owners, a lot of times we're not used to being held accountable. Right. You know, and I found that that's what I need. I need somebody to every single day, hold me accountable because my mind is, as a visionary kind of all over, you know, all I do is, is think all day long. So I have to, every now and again, I have to sit down, focus myself, you know, and just say, okay, this is what I'm going to do. I've got to, you know, focus on the business or I've got to focus on my health and wellness, or I have to focus on, you know, where we're going, our family is going, you know, the, the direction that our, our family is. So it's working with Sean has been huge, huge for me. Yeah, it's funny you bring up your people. One of the most annoying things that I hear when I ask people, like, what do you want? Where do you see the business going? And they start to talk about their people. Well, I want to employ all these people and I want to have, I want to be a, you know, I want to give them a great place to work and blah, 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 and all of that. And then I ask them, all right, well, you know, how's your family doing? You know, how much money are you making? And they're like, and I'm like, well, don't you think that maybe you should establish a business that takes care of your family first, and then you could start to think about everybody else that's around you? Because how can you, it's like the whole mask thing at the, with the airlines, right? What do they tell you to do? If there's a, a loss of cabin pressure, put your mask on first so that you don't pass out you know, and then go help the next person. And it's like, it's the same kind of thing. Like, so if you're not, if you didn't do all of this work on yourself and work on what you bring home and how your family lives, how could you possibly take care of other people? Right. And that's, that's exactly what we've had to do over the last two to three years. It had to be about me first. Yeah. You know, if I don't know where I'm going, you know, with my mindset, or where, where the business is going, how can I lead somebody else to, to what they want? Yeah. You know, all of, all of our estimators and our sales manager, everybody has now gone through the course 
with Sean because after I went through it a couple of different times, the, the value in your mindset, not only as a business owner, but for our salespeople, you know, and for my production manager, you know, it's, that's what gets you to the next level. Yeah. You know, it's, it's the outside of the box thinking, you know, and, but I couldn't take them there without me having already been there. And yeah. my life, I have a phenomenal life. I have a phenomenal wife. I have phenomenal children. We just like anybody have any, our ups and downs, but I love my life and what we have done over the last five years. And this is just, this is kind of just the starting point yeah. for us. And now I'm, I'm really ready to get everybody else on the boat and saying, okay, here's where we're going. How do we get your life to where you want it to be? Because what I want isn't what they want. You know, what they want isn't what the next person wants. You know, how do we make your life successful? Yeah. You know, it's funny. I forgot if it was, it was a couple of years ago at Accelerate, you and I had had a conversation about the car you wanted to buy. And it was such a great, it was just a really great conversation. In fact, when you and Hala came and, and visited and, we sat down and we spent some time together. I think we talked a little bit about planning for the business and you had actually rented one of those cars and we went to dinner and you guys were just, you you know, you guys were having a blast and what ended up happening. Tell everybody what the car was. And then what kind of happened afterwards, I think is, is kind of funny. I don't know, maybe the listeners won't find it as, as entertaining as I did, but I thought it was a really good, I thought it was a really good example of what happens when you can have what you want. One thing that that you have always told me is like, if you, and I've, I've heard you say also to other people, like if you want the lifestyle, go and, go and have it for a little bit, go rent it, you know, go, if you want that fancy car, go get that, go rent that fancy car. If you want that fancy boat, go out on that fancy boat you know, and, and run it and see if, if that's, if that's what you want. So we came to Miami and in, in Saginaw, Michigan, there's nowhere that I'm going to rent a Lamborghini Huracan. That's, that was my, my car that I wanted. And so we came to Miami. There's actually a bunch of places that you can A bunch. Yeah. Yeah. So Hale and I decided that we were going to rent this Huracan and we did. And it took me about two to three minutes to figure out how to get into this thing. You know, I'm, I'm a bigger guy, you know, I'm a little stockier in stature. So to, I have to video get, of it. I have video <laughs> of it, by the way, <laughs> to it's get great. into this car was one of the most pain in the ass, difficult things that I probably did that weekend trying to get in and out of this car. It was okay when I sat in it, but I, I found out real quick that Lamborghini Huracans were not for, for bigger people. My wife looked phenomenal in this thing. She did. But, you know, I decided at that point that, okay, maybe the Lamborghini wasn't what I wanted. So because I kind of scratched that itch, it allowed me to start focusing on other things, you know, and the boat that we wanted, you know. So we we switched from the Lamborghini Huracan to the to the 45 foot sea ray and you know have have our motor coach you know because we love to love to travel 
we boat in the winter or in the summertime here in Michigan, which is Michigan's the best place in the summer, but we travel a lot in our coach and, you know, through, through EOS and having great people here. I've also, I don't even think we've talked about this yet, but I now just finishing up my pilot's license. Yeah. We talked about that. Did we okay? about it. And in here within the next five days, I'll have purchased my first airplane. Oh, cool. Yeah. Yeah. So I've, well, I've got a agreement on that. From the time that you started to think about the Huracan and so we had actually talked about how you not paying for it either. How how are you going to get it without necessarily paying for it? Because it's like a three or four hundred thousand dollar car. You know, it's not the best place to put your money. And you were able to pretty quickly. I mean, from the time that you had the oh, I, I want this car to the time that you came to Miami to the time that you could afford it was like a really short amount of time. I mean, it was like, you know, I, I don't know. It was months. It wasn't even years. It was like months because you became so focused on it, but you also figured out, well, how do I get it without me paying for it? And you basically had, you know, you're, you're a real estate investor. So you know how to buy houses and you were going to buy houses and the houses were going to pay for the car and, and all of that. So you were really starting to think too about not just buying stuff, but also how do I get the stuff, but also build wealth at the same time? That's, that's it. And our rental properties have really allowed us to build wealth and not only in the, the rental income that they produce, but in the appreciation yeah. that, that just naturally happens. This coming up, you know, what they call the, the bubble maybe bursting. It doesn't really bother me. I'm not looking to, to sell them, but they pay for my boat now. You know, the rentals pay for my boat. The rentals pay for my motor coach. They also, By the way, for those of you that don't know what a motor coach is, I did not know what a motor coach is. <laughs> it's a big ass RV is what it is. And it's cool as hell. Go on. Yeah. And, and my airplane that I'm buying is actually going to be rented by the school there. So the, the school that the flight school that I was a part of, they needed another airplane. And I said, why don't I just buy an airplane? You can rent it from me. So they're going to rent the airplane from me. They're going to, which will pay for all the maintenance, all the annuals, and will actually net me about a 50% return on my investment. Wow. You know, so cool. the stuff like that, that I, that I get, I try to figure out who's going to pay for them because I'm not going to pay for them. Right. You know, just like the stuff that we, that we do here at the business, I'm not paying for these trucks that my customers are paying for these trucks. I'm not paying for the health insurance. My customers are paying for that, yeah. you know? So it's, it's been really important to me, you know, in my life when I'm building wealth to figure out who's going to pay for everything. Yeah. And, and I do, I would just talk with somebody yesterday as a matter of fact we were talking about mindset and I told him I said I have to be very careful with my mindset now with all the work that I've done because like you said when I get focused on something it doesn't take me very long to figure it out yeah and that's where Hala comes in she can she has to pump my brakes every now and again yeah. but uh, well but I think you know what happens is your confidence muscle grows and that was an area, I think I've been pretty 
forthcoming about that. That was a huge thing for me was I was a pretty low confidence guy. It didn't look like it from the outside, but as I became more successful, I my confidence started to grow as I was able to start to build wealth and start to make things happen the way I wanted them to happen, not just letting them happen to me the way I wanted them to happen, your confidence grows and you don't become a, you know, a jerk about it. You know, you stay pretty humble. You don't brag about, oh, I have this and I have that and look at this and look at that. You know, you're cool about it. The other thing, as you were talking, so I I mentioned this recently at an event. I think I did it at top 500, but I also did it at Accelerate in February was there's two main ways you get rich from this business. And one way is the way you're doing it is let's make sure that, you know, the the business is super profitable so I could take care of my people so I can put in the right processes and systems so I can create a business that's going to be recession resistant. But then also I'm taking the money out of the business and then I'm saying, okay, I got a pile of cash how do I invest this money? So some of that investment might go back into the business because maybe it needs cash for an acquisition or it needs cash for new people or whatever it may be. But it's an investment that you're making in the business. And then you're also you're investing outside of the business. So you happen to know about rental houses. I don't. So I go into you know uh, these uh, syndicate groups and we, you know, I buy real estate that way. And I'm involved in a number of, of those things, but you know how to do it. So you go buy rental houses. And that is every day, every month, every quarter, every year that those are not only are they appreciating in value, but you've got your tenants that are paying down your mortgage, which eventually, you know, you can go and refinance at some point, go buy more stuff, or just take the cash and pay for your lifestyle. You get to a point where you have permanent income, you know, where you, you get to a point where, and you're going to be pretty young, where it's like, you got more money coming in from your investments than you spend. And that's, an, that's one of the ways you get rich. The other way of getting rich is what everybody, you know, it seems like, I shouldn't say that, but I was at this event last week and it just seemed like everybody there is like, oh my God, I, I want one of these private equity companies to come and write me a giant check for my business. Well, I'm sorry, but that's a less likely scenario to happen than what you're doing. I think your way is smarter. If it happens to be worth a whole bunch of money and somebody will write you a big check eventually, great. But I don't think you're in the market for that because at this point, it wouldn't be enough for you. No, I, who knows what 15, 20 years down the road can bring, you know, I'm in my early forties, so who knows what that could bring down the road. But right now, like I love what I do. Yeah. I love business. Even if somebody come and give me, you know, 20 million for the company, what am I going to do? Right. You know, so it won't, by the way, but I know just for everybody listening, not for thanks, but for everybody listening, (laughs) uh, they're not going to. But, no, um, I, I understand that. And it's, and, but I gotta have something to do. I love, yeah. I love doing what I do every single day. And I love the business of business. Yeah. You know, cause that's what you do now. You're mm-hmm. in the business of business. You're not a fireman anymore. Like you used to be 
And because you were the sales manager, you were going and selling, you had to figure out the finances. If there was a production problem, you had to deal with it. I mean, there was everything was coming to you. And then now it's like, no, I'm a, I'm in a businessman now. Yeah, that's the that's, place that's, to be. And it is, you know, and being able to, you know, be in the mastermind groups, you know, being able to come to the conferences and, you know, the, the big relationships, you know, that's, that's what my job is. And if you have a great integrator, like I have, yeah, they will shield you from all of that. Yep. You know, there's, there's things that I ask about and Brad's like, uh-uh, not for you to worry about. Yep. Got this. We got this. And they, you get a great team and a great, and you're integrated. They want to do their job, which just allows you to work on the business. Yeah. You and, know? and great people like to be accountable, held accountable, and they like to win. And when you surround yourself with people that are not afraid of being held accountable, in fact, they welcome it and they like to win, sky's the limit for you. Mm -hmm. Sky's the limit. Yep. And that's, that's what I, that's what I've got with this team. You know, Brad, I don't know if he loves it, but he definitely is willing to be held accountable. And, you know, there's, there's times that we'll just laugh about it and go like, you know what? You're right. You're right, you know, but because he loves to win and he is, you know, he's competitive, you know, he can always look back and say, you know what? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're, you're right. You're right. You know, in which, which has just made our relationship. Yeah. You know, best that it's, it's ever been. And he's one of the best people you'll ever meet in your entire life. By the way, I interviewed him. He's been on the podcast even before you. He, he does, as from he the integrator's that. point of view, I forgot what episode number it was, but yeah, Brad's a great guy, but I've known him longer. That's why I had him first. That's right. Some, some yeah. people probably say he's better looking than I am too. But. Yeah, maybe. All right. So let's end with, so I got to end with a plug. I think, you know, we've got Accelerate in February, February 7th and 8th with the bonus day on the 9th. We are having it in Fort Myers, Florida. Yes, Fort Myers is where the hurricane came through, but the hotel actually did not sustain any damage. They have been up and running, fully operational, restaurants, bars, everything has been fully operational. So by February, all should be good. The airport's operational too down there. So all is good. So if somebody is maybe on the fence about Accelerate, or they're not sure if it's going to be right for them as an owner, what would you say about, about attending Accelerate? This will be our fourth year in a row. Um, Accelerate is the conference that we will not miss. I even canceled a trip to Mexico last year to come to Accelerate. So Accelerate is a conference that we will not miss. If you at all have any aspirations of growing your business, moving forward in in your life, in your mindset, with your family, with your income. It's the one conference that you have got to be at. And it's Florida in the wintertime. You know, that always helps. It it does. And the the people, though, the, the biggest difference is because we go to all types of industry conferences. The people that you have on stage, Brian, are real people. They're the people that are in the business. 
they're not just some guru that's up here to talk to you about, you know, financing or about, you know, how to grow your business quickly in, in, you know, three years. No, these are real people that have actually done it, that have a roadmap. And the biggest thing, everybody is there to help the other person. I have not had one person at Accelerate that has not been willing to sit down with me for 10, 15 minutes and just talk about my business or how, what they can do to help me, whether it's been Scott Berman, whether it's been Brian Elias, you know, Charlie Glendell, you know, phenomenal. All of those guys that we see on your stage year after year, you know, John Inglis will, will take the time to sit down with you, talk briefly about your business and schedule a call later with you if, if it's yeah. a little bit more of a, of a deep dive that needs to be done. So in, in wholeheartedly, Brian, in my opinion, the best conference in the industry. Cool. Well, so if anybody's interested in learning more, by the way, you didn't know this, but I'm probably going to put you to work at Accelerate. We'll talk more about that another time, but I'm probably going to put you to work there. But let's see. Oh, go to accelerateevent.com, accelerateevent.com, and you can purchase tickets there. Whatever the ticket price is, I think it's worth the 10 times the price of admission. In fact, if for whatever reason you don't think it was valuable for you, there's no other event like this one that has a guarantee where not only will we give you all of your registration money back, we'll give you a thousand bucks as just to cover your time and your travel. But interestingly enough, we've never had anybody take us up on it in all of the years that we've been doing it. But hey, it's still there. It's always available. If somebody, you know, feels the need. Okay. So let's wrap up with knowing what you know today, knowing what you know today. If you think back three, five years, is there anything that you would have done different? I would have started hanging out a long time ago with people that are where I want to be back again to the people that got you here will not get you there. You know, so I would have I would have started attending these industry events long time ago. I would have done EOS a long time ago. I would have gotten out of the day to day of my business a long time ago. So you gotta you gotta invest that time in yourself. You gotta in, invest that time in your business before you can invest that time in others. Cool. So with that. Thank you, Jason. I'll see you in a couple of weeks for our mastermind meeting. But to everybody listening, hope this was a valuable episode. I think this is another one where you want to go back and listen to again. You know, I want to be careful how I say this because I don't want it to come off wrong. But, you know, there's nothing business-wise that is extraordinary about Jason. Sorry. As a person, you're extraordinary. But in the business, there's nothing necessarily that's extraordinary or lucky, or you weren't handed, you bought a business from your family. You weren't handed anything. You've built up everything yourself and you said it yourself. You didn't go to college. You've learned everything on your own, which I believe, you know, in a lot of cases for most people is a much better education than, than going to college, but you did it 
John Inglis did it. You mentioned Scott Berman, he did it. Brian Elias, he did it. I mean, these are people that we all started from basically nothing. And we just did a few certain things. We got the fundamentals right, you know, and things work out. And so thank you. And I, I hope your story is encouraging. It's always been inspiring to me what you've been able to do. And I wish you nothing but continued success. And same thing for all of you that are listening. So with that, Brian Kaskovalsian with G4 Marketing, and this is the Wealthy Contractor Podcast. So until next time. Thanks for listening to today's episode of the Wealthy Contractor Podcast. Let me ask you, did it help you look at your business in a different way? Did it spark an idea or ideas that you hadn't thought of before? Do you have a list of action items that you can take and implement into your business or your life today? I really hope so. If it did, I'd like to ask you a favor. Would you leave a five-star review of the podcast? By doing so, you'll help other contractors find the podcast more easily so that we can help them achieve more success, wealth, and freedom. And before you go, make sure you subscribe to the Wealthy Contractor Podcast so you get access to the latest episodes as soon as they're available. We're always striving to provide you with great content so you don't want to miss what's coming up. In fact, if you haven't already, make sure you go to thewealthycontractor.com and get your free copy of my latest book, The Seven Secrets to Becoming a Wealthy Contractor. Just pay shipping and handling, and I'll take care of the cost of the book. So until next time, this is Brian Kaskadalsian.